As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. This is Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself. Appreciate you hanging out with us as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about reasons why you should never assume when it comes to retirement planning or just retirement conversation in general. But first, what's going on, Charles? How are you, my friend? I am well, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, kind of nothing new other than, you know, perhaps COVID news and uh, market news. And I guess that's a whole bunch of new stuff. So well, I guess true. there's a lot new. I just don't look at it that way. It changes every, I don't know, half an hour, <laughs> it yeah. seems uh-huh. like. On yeah. the regular, but I, I do have some news I wanted to ask you about, but not uh, not necessarily that. Uh, okay. General Motors has announced their plans ah. to sell only electric vehicles by 2035. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, do you yep. think it, it's a realistic goal, first of all, and do you see any interesting approaches or implications to investing in what's going to happen in the auto industry? I think California has their mandate sooner than 2035. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But either way, General Motors is saying electric cars only by 2035. That's what's going on. That's this whole, I talked about it last month in both podcasts to some Mm -hmm. degree. Right. And that's the whole innovation and disruption of Almost every industry. The norms, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Uh, Certainly the automobile industry. You know, all of the electric driving, all of the battery-powered stuff, all of the self-driving things, all of that from an automotive point of view is going to be the norm. Virtually every every major car company, not just General Motors, but every major car company is partnering with these technology companies that are creating electric vehicles and or self-driving, autonomous driving vehicles, cars, trucks, pickup trucks, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And is it, is it, is it investable? That was hard to say. Shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's totally investable. And uh, we've been buying into that idea for the last probably 10 months or so, just because gotcha. it's inevitable that it's going to happen. It just, it just, if you Climate change, you accept it, you don't accept it, uh, that's fine. This is an investable opportunity and, you know, you can, you can well, I mean, there participate. Is... No, yeah, you can participate or don't participate. It's totally up to you. I mean, you did, you know, you kind of stepped in a little can of worms there, but it's certainly an interesting conversation. I've seen a lot of different pieces back and forth about some of the components required to make these, you know, completely electric cars and, and the batteries for them and, you know, some of the mining processes that goes into that. And it's like, which one is worse for the environment? You know, is it getting off of oil or is it strip mining things for certain material? You know, so it's it's an interesting conversation. There's a trade-off. I mean, there is definitely a trade-off. One of them, one of them seems to be more obvious on the surface than the other, but you have to know, what it is. And if that's what people want to have, right, then that's what they're going to buy. And well, the know, narrative drives a lot of things. And, and unfortunately, societally, when we deem something, you know, bad right now, it's like an all in push to eliminate it. Uh, uh, yeah, there is there is no and oil is bad. Good, you know? Yeah, there's no maybe there's some good stuff still there. Maybe we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. True. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Well, it'll be inter- interesting to see. And obviously that I think the, you know, 
car conversation is almost as close as some of the other things that Americans hold very dear. I mean, you think about the the heydays of the automotive industry. I mean, one oh, yeah. of our our big you know points you know was the freedom in our country to to jump in your vehicle and drive. You know, a lot of oh, nations yeah. don't have that. I mean, just even from a size standpoint, or well, you know, various restrictions or whatever the case might be. So Americans are very, very, very tied to their cars as well, and yep. and some of that still could be the the good old combustion engine. So. We will see. Uh, we will see. It'll certainly continue to be a conversation. But I just wanted to get your take on it. But I do like I that. I like the way you broached that, though. Based on our our chat last month, uh, it is more part of that, you know, quote unquote, innovation and disruption of the normal, you know, types of investments. So we'll see. Absolutely. Just well, got something to consider. Yep. And that's you know, it's something to kind of really works well for our topic this week as well. Charles is never make assumptions. You know, don't just assume that everybody's going to be on board with electric cars, or don't just assume that no. you know that it's going to be environmentally better in the long run than coal. The statistics and the data still out there. We'll we'll find out. But for now, we'll talk about reasons why to not just assume when it comes to retirement. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a couple of classics here. I want you just to give me your take on them. Uh, some classic lines of assumption when it comes to this. The I'll spend less when I retire assumption. Uh, maybe yeah. that used to be a good norm. I don't know if that's really true anymore. Just the cost of everything being up and so on and so forth. What, what do you think? Well, I, you know, the, the cost of everything being up is called inflation, and it hasn't been too terribly bad lately, but it's, it exists. It always exists. Sure. There's nothing that costs less, basically, now than it did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and in retirement, it ends up being a little bit different. And I like to talk to people about you know, the, the four major expenses in retirement and how do you address all of those. And the, there's, the big three are you know, housing, food, and healthcare. Right. And I think several, several podcasts ago, I, I asked you the question. I'll see if you remember the answer. What's, <laughs> the, fourth most, what's the fourth most expense in retirement? Let's see. Healthcare, food, housing. Yeah. Hmm, you covered healthcare. Uh, inflation. No. No. Transport. Transportation. Transportation. Oh man, I failed. Failed. No. Are you going on vacation? Is that on your bucket True. list? True. You have. Okay. You. You're. If you're married, you probably have two cars. You have all the maintenance and insurance and payments. Maybe. Maybe they're paid for. Then you've got to replace them. Transportation ends up being a very, very big cost. <laughs> well, it, it, to it, our conversation about you cars. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. For the other ones. Unexpected segue into something that, but it's a it's a big deal, and so you have to you have to plan for that. You yeah. have to know what could happen, and then there's just all the other stuff. It you know it's it's just interesting to see how people have usually thought about the first three and never think about the the, the fourth one. Well, and you think about the I'll spend less when I retire comment, Charles. Okay, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of data that supports that. There's things yeah. where. Um, typically we see people 60 and over, and I'm going to take COVID out of the equation for right now. And and maybe that's not something that we, you know, should do, but I'm going to, um, statistically prior to that over 60 tend to go out to eat less than let's say 30 to 50. Uh, that's just some data that's out there. So you can take some of that stuff and say, yeah, it kind of, I can see where you're going about spending less. But you can also jump to the other side and say, well, look, when you first get to retirement, they have those go-go years, right, where you're going to want to do more. Uh, and then as you start to do the slow-go years or whatever the case is, but that's when some of the more medical stuff kicks in, right? So is, are oh, yeah. you really spending less when healthcare is so healthcare is outpacing inflation? So yeah. Again, oh, yeah. You know. Always has. Yeah. And you want to travel to see the grandkids or the kids and the great-grandkids. Right. And, right. you know, so again, transportation, it all, it all, you can't just assume that 
nothing's going to cost less, but you have to figure out how do I, you know, what do you plan on doing? You're, you're trading away some things that you did yeah. in your 30s, 40s, and 50s for some different things in your 60s and 70s, but the pricing Absolutely. is probably still going to be the same. So just don't yeah. assume <laughs> that you're no. going to spend less in retirement no. exactly. uh, because you make a you-know-what out of you and me, right? So there yeah, That's you go. right. The uh, assume part. Yeah, exactly. So another piece is taxes. We assume that our taxes will be lower when we retire. Heard that for many years. And sure. you and I have talked about that before. I think we're. Yep. It's pretty evident that that's not going to be the case. But give us some thoughts on uh, that you have. Well, uh, yeah, it's 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 not going to be the case. I mean, we are at historical tax lows. Um, anybody that if this is news to some of you that are listening, then you haven't been listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense, but it's you know taxes have to go up. Uh, it's just going to be that way. They're they're lower than they've ever been. And I think you really, really, really have to factor taxes in. Are there things that you can do? minimize the damage, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea that taxes will be lower in retirement was very, very true as tax as tax rates, you know, 40 years ago or 50 years ago were significantly higher than they are. And they've come down and come down and come down and come down. Right. Uh, highest marginal tax brackets and everybody else's. And so that was true, but it's not now. And so I think you have to, it's a real paradigm shift in the, in the way you look at what it's going to cost you to retire, because it's, you're going to have to pay more to run the government and all of the stuff. And just this, the last year of all the stimulus and everything else, it's your taxes. We either don't bother, the government doesn't bother paying anybody back what we've borrowed from them, or we have to raise the taxes to cover all the expenses. It's yeah. just a reality. The allotment for you know um, entitlement programs and things of that nature was already pretty high in the federal budget, and that's not even oh, yeah. including these stimulus packages. So, Oh, yeah. And when you throw in Medicare and Medicaid and, and social so that don't get counted in the entitlement programs. So it's just yeah. it's pretty it's, it's pretty astronomical. Yeah. What are we I at? Twenty eight trillion now, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I I don't know. If there's the U, U, What is it? Usdebtclock.org or something, something like that. Know. Yeah. 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 And I think we were at twenty eight um, trillion before the new stimulus goes through, which uh, would put yeah. us at thirty. I, I haven't looked at it lately, just because I know it's not going down. Right. <laughs> So if I don't look, I won't know. It's like the doomsday clock, you know. Yeah, like, I, don't even, I don't even want to bother to look at it because it's just it's just gonna make yeah. my blood pressure rise. That's exactly it. There you go. All right. Um let's talk about the and we've had this conversation as well before, but it's not going anywhere, so we might as well just still continue to chat about it a little bit. Uh but we'll go about it from a slightly different angle. It's the whole college, you know, pay for your kids, college yeah. thing, so on and so forth. We're not gonna get into whether we forgive the debt and all that stuff that you and I have already, you know, gone back and forth on a little bit. Yep. But how about from the aspect, Charles, that we all want to help our kids. That's a natural instinct that we have. I get it, so on and so forth. But at what point do you have to draw a line in the sand? Or maybe you as an advisor have to give the hard data to people to say, look, if you continue to sacrifice your retirement for you know your kids' future, you are going to then be a bigger burden to them in your older age because now you're going to have to lean on them because you've, you've given away too much. Does yeah, that make sense? I- Oh, no, it absolutely makes sense. And that's been the experience that we've had. Unless you've got enough, and we'll help you figure out what enough is Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. You're going to spend your retirement on your kid's college when they've got the rest of their life to pay back the student loan if they have to take a loan. Yeah, you can't run down to the bank and get a loan for retirement, right? No, no, it's a great... Well, I I guess if you call it a reverse mortgage that... I was going to say, that might be the only piece that's available Uh, right now for... To quote unquote finance your retirement. I guess that's yeah, but it's you know. that's you know when you 
do both. Well, if you have a plan and you know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. then you can have a reasonable conversation and and figure out does this make any sense. We don't think it's a really good idea, uh, and and the the statistical oh god, what was the number? It's like one per. We talked to lots and lots of people several years ago about college planning. Uh-huh. We we did a lot of promoting of it and and helping folks do it mm-hmm. and. I would say 1% of the people had a, had a, the ability to do this. Of all the several hundred that we talked to, wow. okay. 1%, 1% of them could could pull this off. You can't do it. It's too expensive. So our and, kids had student loans. And they that's, paid you know, them back. Yeah. It works. You can do you it. You can do Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation. Like I said, we won't go back down that yeah, road for right now. But just really thinking about that assumption that a lot of people have that I have to help my kids get through college. Uh, and I'll sacrifice some of my, you know, retirement saving years. Be Bad real careful, idea. folks. It's a slippery, slippery, slippery slope, especially when Absolutely. you get into your fifties. You're making probably making more than you ever have, and it's a really good time for you to be socking it away, hopefully, so that you don't yeah. become a burden on them. I mean, it's think about it from that standpoint. You have nothing else. You know, if you if you're now seventy and you have to lean on your kids who are probably going to be in their, let's say they're in their late thirties or something like that, and they're trying to raise their own kids, it just becomes a, a bad cycle. So watch yeah, out for is. that. All right, it is. Uh, one more here, and that is yeah. the we'll go with the positive, maybe the positive spin that a lot of people have the I'll never be able to retire assumption mentality, where they just assume they're not going to be able to, so they never bother to even find out, and I think. That's the the big place where people mess up is they're just so sure or so afraid of the answer, they never take the time to even see. Well, it's easy to bury your head in the sand. Sure. It's I mean, easier it, sometimes. It, it, yeah. And you, then you're not accountable to anybody. Well, I didn't. I could never do it anyway, so I didn't bother doing well, it. You're well, you're accountable that, to your future self whenever you're well, you know, freaking yeah, out but, about retirement. But if I'm thinking that way now, I'm not going to care then. So, yeah, you know, maybe I, that's mean, true. I, I think that I think that I don't pay attention doesn't just suddenly go away as you get older. If you didn't pay, you didn't. And that's the whole, but if you've got the idea that maybe you want to, then, you know, you've, you've got the ability that most people, when they get into their forties and fifties, hit uh-huh. their prime, you know, like you said, prime income time. Typically, and that's yeah. when they really need to begin to planning. Don't wait till you're 60 to decide, well, I think I want to retire in five years. Well, have you, if you haven't, figured it out by now it may be a little late well uh, more people charles i think and again you do this you know every day so you can tell me if i'm wrong but you come in, you find out more times than not, people are pleasantly surprised to find they're in better shape than they think. Now, I'm not saying yeah, you come in yeah. and, and every every time a client, potential client comes in, the advisor goes, yay, you're, you're, you're great and golden for retirement. But more times than not, it is not nearly as detrimental or as drastic, I think, as people feel it's going to be. No, I think you're absolutely right. And this court ties back to, and can we help them then figure out a way to, if one of the biggest impacts on you in your retirement years as you get there is going to be taxes sure. and, and, and inflation, then can we do things now that will put you in a position? Can you convert taxable income that's going to happen in the future into something now, get rid of it, never pay the tax again kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And that's what we spend a lot of time talking to people about. I mean, taxes it's, is a huge piece of the retirement planning process yeah, because yeah. you know it's going to I mean, it is what it is. And if they go up, and they probably will, as we talked about earlier, it's only going to, you know, take bigger chunks out of it. So, yep, that's right. Don't just make assumptions, folks. Uh, You know, find out, especially when it's so easy to do. So if you haven't, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't taken the time to find out and and, or you've been, this has been turned on to you from a friend or something like that, reach out and have a conversation with Charles. 
uh, and Sherry. It doesn't you know cost you anything to do so initially. So just to have a conversation with them, 480-513-1830. They can help you. Charles is a fiduciary advisor. Of course, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the content. If you haven't done so yet as well, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good stuff under Financial Choices Matter. Or you can just go to the website, PelotonCapital.com. That's PelotonCapital.com. And while you're there, feel free to shoot us an email. And that's what we've got to wrap up the podcast this week, Charles. Bo in Tempe sent you an email and he says, Charles, I need about five grand to live on each month in retirement. And my Social Security and pension totals about 5300 So I'm in pretty decent shape there. You think I could leave my entire 401k behind to my son? Maybe not the entire. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, did you? F- I mean, c- congratulations if you've sure. you know, obviously you're thinking about. Okay, can I do this? What do I need to do? Do I need to supplement this with something else? Mm-hmm. And the only question that the first question I would ask is, did you factor in the taxes? Right. On, on all of that, if you did, then you're you know it sounds like you're in pretty good shape. Did you factor you know, in inflation. Yeah. Did you factor in inflation? Did you, you know, I mean, all of those things that we talked about earlier in the podcast about what are some of these expenses you don't think about when you, when you retire. Yeah. Uh, if you did all that homework, then yeah, maybe that's true that you can. The, the other thing, if you've got a 401k and it's reasonably sizable, I don't know what it is. So they're both. So I, sure. I, I don't know, but leaving your 401k to your child is one of the least tax efficient ways to transfer wealth to the next generation. Mm. So I would suggest that you talk to somebody because we help people figure this one out all the time. And that is, you know, let's see if there's some, can't some, this goes back to the convert this stuff idea, convert it to something that's not going to be an an onerous tax burden to your kids at some point in time, (laughs) especially if you don't think you're going to need to have the money. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's things to be done, but you know, at least feeling that you're going to be fine is, is refreshing. And you know, it also frees you up then to make some maybe more creative choices going forward that you hadn't thought about before, but now you've got the opportunity to be able to take advantage of some of that stuff. Yeah. So I that's mean, the kind of stuff we like to do. I mean, kudos for being, you know, for taking a look and realizing that you're already ahead of the curve uh, for yeah. now. But that really, the one that jumps out at me just makes me think about is that inflation. Because, Bo, if it's 5000 now, what's it going to be in 15 years? Oh, that's right. You know, that's totally, totally so, true. And I'm pretty sure, you know, your pension and Social Security, I mean, the colas just aren't that great. So, and no. most pensions don't have a cola anyway. So, no. Yeah. No. Uh, but some good points. So, if you have factored that stuff in, great. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe instead of, and I don't know really, you know, like you're talking about leaving the entire 401k. I mean, if you're not going to tell them that you're going to leave it to them, why worry about the entire? Just, you know, when you when you build a plan, you have the legacy portion. Whatever's left when yeah. you, you are done, that's what goes to them, you know? That's right. But don't have to necessarily sacrifice, you know, if you don't want to. And that way, if you do need to dip into it, and, and hey, then you're not saying, hey, kid, you're going to get this much, you know, and then, well, well sorry, I dipped into it, <laughs> right? Well, though, you know. End it with this. It is your money, Bo. You can do whatever you want to with it. Very, very true. There you go. Well, thanks for the question, my friend. We appreciate it. And we're going to wrap it up this week. So thanks for your time here on Financial Choices Matter. So don't make assumptions, uh, Bo. Same thing with your question. There's some places in there where you could be making assumptions. So that's our topic this week. If you have questions or you're worried about making those assumptions and you want to get some more hard data, reach out to Charles and have a conversation, as I mentioned before. 480-513-1830. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And we certainly appreciate your time. Charles, my friend, have a great week. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management.
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.